Welcome to Nice Ashes. I'm Mike. And I'm Nate. What are we smoking, Mike? We are smoking the Gurkha Centurion. This is another torpedo, double torpedo. And uh, I'm excited. The last one was really good. The last one was. And this uh, this wrapper is a little bit darker, slightly, slightly darker than the Vintage 2001. Not drastically so. Not drastically darker. But uh, just enough, just enough darker. So... Uh, I too am interested. Maybe we should talk about uh, the double torpedo a little bit. Uh, the double torpedo tapers at both ends, and I don't really know how or why, other than uh, when it's a double torpedo, it lights really easily because you have a smaller diameter to light, and then it kind of lights the rest, the full, the full girth of it later. Yes, it does, and uh, it seems to me like it keeps the smoke cooler at least for the first quarter. Okay. Um. Because it's expanding, you know? Yeah, maybe it's a way to get around that the first few puffs, um, sourness or, or stankiness or whatever that uh, yeah, possibly, plagues so many really other right cigars. It does. And this one tastes yeah. not as creamy, a little darker, uh, but still very smooth. Yeah, it's a little bit more bite to this one. Yes. Not in a bad way. Not in a bad way at all. So nope, I quite like it so far. Last episode, we talked about your week. My maladies. Uh, Yes, your maladies. So we're going to talk about my busy-ass weekend. Okay. So <laughs> last episode was Nate's maladies. Uh, this episode is Mike's maladies. Uh, mine aren't so much maladies. Uh, it's just busy. Just busy, busy, Okay. Busy, busy. busy. Uh, yes. So Friday, I left work early, and uh, we, we actually went down to the Metro and watched Jimmy Dore, because Jimmy Dore had a, uh, uh, a, a comedy two-hour at, uh, what the hell? wasn't the palace theater it was a theater down there somewhere come on now i can't remember doesn't matter he had it at a theater we, we do we do have some theaters down here yeah he had it at a theater and we had a nice dinner and uh we didn't get home until 1 30 in the morning <laughs> and then we were up till 3 30 with the dog okay so uh i woke up at seven in the morning tired as shit and uh sarah's mother is coming next weekend to the house so we have to do cleaning right uh, the basement in my house is a storage area, and I had all my guns out because I rearranged my workroom, so all my guns were laying out. So I decided that I'm going to clean all the guns and uh, re-lubricate them and do whatever little finicky repairs that I was planning on. So things like putting yeah. on new sites and just little shit like that. So I did that all day yesterday, and I woke up at 7 in the morning this morning. I did it until 2 o'clock today. And the house smells like a mixture of cat shit and petrochemicals. It's horrible. But that's weird because you don't have freaks. cats. You don't have any yeah, cats. Right. So where's the cat shit smell come from, Mike? The cat shit smell does not come from cat shit. It's the mixture of hops <laughs> number nine and uh, ballastol and dry lube. <laughs> yep. That comes along. And uh, oh, yeah, uh, blue Loctite, you know? Like is the, it? The, is the it? Chemical mixture. So we already know I'm not good at pronouncing things that I haven't heard uh, said from our episode with our guest uh, Simha, but is it hops or is it hoppies? I think it's hoppies. <laughs> hoppies. Okay. I don't. I was I'm just asking sure because hoppies. I'm like, I don't know. It could be hops, could be hoppies. Um, no, I think it's hoppies. But I uh, use the, ho- yeah, I the use... hoppies as well. Yes. I used to use the rem oil, um, but hoppies has a, a variant of that. So, And the guy that I 
not the guy that I bought it from, but like I was in the store getting getting some more stuff. One of the other shoppers, uh, patrons of the store, I guess is what you would call them, customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not, uh, I don't know, some weird guy that calls people patrons, was like, why wouldn't you just go for the hoppies? It's better quality than all the other stuff. So I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough. Sure. I have rim oil as well. I use it sometimes on specific things. And I did use some this weekend. I have one gun left to clean. I like to do a little bit of lubricating stuff, the rim oil or the whatever the hoppies one is called, the number nine lubricator or something, or number 10 lubricator. I don't know. Like, I don't know how they name all these things. Uh, but I like to put that in the trigger guard uh, with the springs and stuff to kind of keep that moving. Oh, see, and I use uh, dry lube for that. I use dry lube on the trigger, and I use dry lube on any sort of action that is an automatic. And I've been using it on my pumps, too. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Any sort of moving parts, I like to use dry lube on. Okay, maybe and I'll have to I, uh, look into some dry lube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It works a lot better in the wintertime, I'll tell you that. Okay. Way better, because I've had guns uh, freeze, because uh, oh, I use ballastol, sure, yeah. which is thicker, and it does get solid when it's cold. Okay, and I'm sure the dry lube is probably better if you're hunting in uh, like dusty areas, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, way better way better it's like a clear whitish coating you can see that it's on there when it dries okay but, uh, so probably God, like a bike chain better. lubricant almost yeah i mean where if it's kind of like that um graphite powder whatever similar to graphite powder but it's not graphite powder but yeah 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 Very i was just trying to make an analogy powder. yeah 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 and uh remington makes it uh but wd-40 i went to the store today to get more because i used uh like four ounces of ballastol and my whole can of Remington dry lube because I had a lot <laughs> okay. of guns this weekend. And uh, <laughs> I uh, looked and uh, WD-40 makes a dry lube that's rated for 500 degrees oh, and okay. it's good for wood and rubber. And I was like, well, you know, at half the price, I will try that. <laughs> yep. I'm guessing it'll be fine. Probably. But yeah, I still have one gun left. Yeah. I guess that kind of like harkens back to our... Uh... Uh, flex tape or uh, fusing tape uh, conversation last episode, you know, is 500 degrees enough uh, for a car exhaust? No, but I don't know like how hot a, uh, like a gun explosion is. I know the, the barrels can get pretty hot. Well, it's not on the barrel. It's on the moving parts in the mechanism. So like, the yeah, barrel I mean, itself, I, I understand that. I'm just, yeah, I was just trying to like, oh, the max temperature. Anyway. I don't know. Yeah. Right. I've had been, uh, goose hunting where i've seen smoke come off the barrel and it's all the gun oil burning off okay just shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting yeah and it's cold outside obviously i guess i try and uh treat my guns like a cast iron pan or something where you don't want it to be thickly oiled but you want it to be just enough oiled you know what i mean sure i well as you know i have enough to where um i want to coat the piss out of them so that they can sit in the sit in the safe and not be touched for another like three four years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I have so many shotguns. I I can't possibly fire them all. Uh, yeah, they were clean before I cleaned them. You know what I mean? One of those kind of things. Yep. <laughs> well, and that's the interesting thing. And I don't know if we talked about this. I'm sure we did. It's tough. I mean, we're we're in season two. This is episode what seventeen or something. I think. My notes say season two, episode one, because I'm looking right oh, at Oh, yep. Nope. This is episode 17. Uh, <laughs> so that's my bad on uh, naming, my naming conventions. 
but this is 17, episode 17 of season two. And we had, what, over 30 episodes in the first season. And I know that you and I went and did some shooting together. We shot a couple pistols. And I had uh, my grandfather's stub-nosed um, 357 Magnum. And there was a, a literal spider web in one of the <laughs> cylinders on the revolver chamber. And it was fairly embarrassing, but I was not the last person to shoot it after my grandfather passed and it uh, found its way to me through all of that stuff. So I uh, I did clean it after we shot it because, of course, you always want to clean it after you shoot it. But it's probably a good, a good thing if you don't do a whole lot of shooting like I don't right now, um, clean them every once in a while. And uh, this has nothing to do with what you're talking about. And I'm not trying to hijack this. Oh, but no, no, no. I, you I did just away. Uh, away. okay. I was gonna make a joke about about that, but I'm gonna let that one let that one slide. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, we have a we have a stereo system out in the garage here, and I've got two external speakers or outdoor speakers outside for our patio area, and uh, it, it's uh, the receiver has enough to run uh, two more speaker two more speakers, right? So it's got two speaker groups. You can play one or the other or both, and so I'm gonna put two more speakers in the garage. I got these speakers from my mom's husband and didn't do, didn't do anything other than set them up. And so it's been like very the volume knob has been, you know, when you have like those old like analog knobs and everything and you're trying to get the volume and you, you go to like this one volume and only one speaker works and then you like go a little further and then both speakers work and then you go a little too far and only one speaker works again. And that's all because like the dust and the dirt and the grime in there. And so I have this like, uh, it's like a, it's, you don't have to wipe. It's a electronic cleaner spray. And so I just, uh, just recently took those, both the receiver and the tuner down and uh, opened them up and just sprayed the ever loving shit out of them with this cleaner, let them dry for a day, put them back up and they're working great. So, I mean, cleaning anything is good. I mean, it's maintaining what you have, right? Right. Absolutely. I was also a very naughty boy, and I didn't clean any of my guns after last hunting season. So some of them were pretty, shame. pretty dirty. Yeah, yeah. That's why I still have one shotgun left. It's that one's okay. Really dirty. <laughs> yeah, I always got to remember to go down and check my. Uh, I bought one of those dehumidifier things that you plug in to recharge, and it's been working fantastic. But I need to remind myself to go and check it every once in a while. Uh, it's not so so big or so important over the winter time when everything's just dry. But now that we're getting into spring and and summer, it'll be more important to check. Yeah, I need I have the little bake in the oven things, and uh, yeah, those are a pain, pain in the, the ass. Butt. They are a pain. Thirteen but, bucks, hey. so you can get one that plugs in. So much nicer. I thought about doing it. I that, I also coat my guns in ballastol. I did. I had to remount a scope, and I had all kinds of gun related shit. And uh, like I say, my uh, I still have one left. That's yeah. probably the dirtiest one. Save the dirtiest one for last. My oh, nephew oh. used one of mine for the season, and I know that he had to have dropped it because he's he's uh, clumsy. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> so I'm guessing that he dropped it. Do you want to hear a funny hunting story? Sure. Okay. So I'm not saying this was my cousin, but uh, one year, my dad and I and my brothers, we all went out hunting, and my cousin was there, or maybe not. He wasn't. I don't know. No, it was him. Um, anyway, they, uh, they're more city people. So, like, he was born in Canada, and hit, uh, my uncle uh, was a percussionist for the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra for a very long time, and so they always lived either out in Vancouver or, you know, Washington or what have you. So, kind of like city people, and um, 
my uncle and his wife who passed were very socially oriented, meaning wine parties and things. Mm -hmm. uh, my cousin wasn't so much an outdoorsy type, which is fine. You don't have to be. And he wanted to go hunting. And so my, my dad uh, loaned him one of his hunting rifles and said, here you go. It's all sighted in. You just, you know, you put the scope on the, on the shoulder right here or wherever, you know, like just behind the shoulder blade and you're good to go. And, uh, you know, end of the, end of the season, whatever we, you know, wiped the guns down if they weren't shot, he didn't shoot anything, uh, at all. And, uh, and then the next, the next, uh, summer, you know, like end of the summer, we would typically bring our rifles out or shotguns out or whatever. And we'd sight them in, you know, just shoot them and check. And he's like, ah, you know, I might as well shoot this one. And he shot it and he wasn't hitting paper at like 50 feet or 50 yards. Sorry. Uh, he wasn't hitting paper. And, uh, and so it took him forever to recite this thing back in. And what we figured out happened was uh, on a scope, they've got a screw on the top, like a screw cap on top and a screw cap on side. And it controls the vertical and horizontal uh, aiming uh, crosshairs, right? The axes. And uh, what we figured is he got bored on stand because, and everybody deer hunts a little differently. And we are the type that hunt on public land. So we bring out like a, a tree seat. So it's a seat with a rope and you cinch it onto the tree and you just sit there and you sit there all day and then you come back in and you go to bed and then you go back out uh, and haul your seat in and out because you can't leave up a permanent structure on public land. And so, you know, you just, you sit on a tree like all day. So it's, it can be painfully boring if you don't have like enough red squirrels or something to entertain you. What we figured happened was he was sitting there and bored out of his mind He's like bored out of his, his mind. And so he like unscrews these things and he sees these little dials in there and he's just like clicking around with them because they click, you know, like click, click, click. And then he would do the other one and click, click. And so like, even if a deer would have come out, there's no way he ever would have hit it because he like fucked up his scope by, by not knowing, you know? And right. it's like, and somebody who is like wood savvy or outdoor savvy or gun savvy wouldn't necessarily think to have to tell somebody, now look, don't unscrew this and play with all the buttons in here or the dials in here. Like that's just not something like I would have to tell to you or you would have to say to me, right? No, 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 never. <laughs> and so it's like you're just fidgeting. You're out there fidgeting, but you're fidgeting with your sights, <laughs> your scope. Oh, my God. Oh, that's that's painful. <laughs> that is I mean, painful. there was no damage done. It was just it took longer for my dad to sight it back in. But it took it took us a while to figure out what happened because he's like, I don't think I dropped it. Like I'm, it's way off. Like it's not even close. So that's hilarious. That is, yeah, special. Yeah. Anyway, earlier today, so I'm now I'm cleaning guns, right? And it smells horrible yeah. in the house. Just terrible. Um, because Hoppy's nine is. It's got a very chemical. pungent, pungent smell. Awful. And uh, Ballastol smells like Jägermeister. Uh. It, it's very strong anise smelling. Some people do like the uh, the hoppies smell, though. It's it's the same people that love the smell of gasoline when you're pumping it. Yeah, yeah. It's not a pleasant smell. It's fucking horrible. Um, yeah, I don't like there's it. There's people that like the smell of ballastol, too, and I don't get it. It smells rubbish. And then, of course, I'm dry lubing all these mechanisms, and the dry lube <laughs> has a chemical smell. <laughs> You know, and yes. REM oil is a different, so it's all these chemical smells. The guy who- yeah, REM, uh, REM oil doesn't field, have a, a too bad of a smell, though, I don't think. No, it's not terrible, but it's, you, you blend it in mixed, with these other Mixed three, with two or three other things, smells. yeah. Yeah. And uh, so the guy who farms my field stopped by to see, you know, what the deal was and blah, blah, blah. We made ourselves a little arrangement. What the, what the, the smell was. 
Yeah. And uh, he, he like opened the door and he's like, oh my God, am I interrupting something? <laughs> and yeah, Sarah the wife's tied up downstairs. And, yeah. Oh, it smelled, I'm sure, walking in, it had to have smelled like death. <laughs> Just awful. And I had a part of... Uh, part of a gas mechanism on a shotgun that I was cleaning in my hand, talking to him. Because, you know? <laughs> of course, I took apart the gas mechanism and cleaned all the rods and all that shit. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, had to have, had to have been awful. <laughs> so, yeah. We went to uh, Nokoma's Shoe Shop on Friday, and that's always fun. Oh, okay. I like going to Nokoma's. It's uh, always a joy. I didn't get anything, but Sarah... Sarah got some stuff, and then I used a gift card to buy Sarah's mother a present. So Okay. There we go. I can't believe you were down in my neck of the woods, and you didn't think to yourself, why shoot, he'd probably like a drink or something. Oh, uh, Sarah and I talked about it, and we thought that you guys were going to be here last weekend, sir. Oh, we, we would have been, but uh, the reason is, is, is my Sarah's taking a stained glass class up until, mm-hmm. up until our son is born. Basically, so every yes. Saturday we're we're gonna be down here. <laughs> yes. No. We uh, we talked about it and it was like ah, such short notice now, and uh, we kind of both forgot that we were gonna go to this show. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the show was from uh, seven until like ten thirty at night. We went to the, a pretty fancy restaurant too, so that cost me one hundred fifty. Ooh, bucks. swanky. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Jesus. So it was an expensive weekend, but it was a lot of fun. And Jimmy Dore was good. Sarah hated it, but that's to be expected. Yep. It's all good. I mean, it's nice yeah. to go out and, you know, even though it's like, oh, how expensive was this night? Uh, it's still good to go out and have a date night or something every once in a while. Oh, right. I mean, between, uh, you know, the store and the dinner and the tickets and the gas, that was easily a $400 day. <laughs> yep. But what are you going to do every once in a while, you know? Yeah, you got to have fun. I mean, you know, you can work and work and work and then die. Or you can right. work and work and work and have some fun and then die. So, right, exactly. I had hey, a beer corporate America. Uda Pills. Ooh, Uda Pills uh, is great. Yeah, I w- I thought it was really good too. So uh, this is funny. We had we had three days of eighty degree weather down here, and uh, one of those days, uh, Dev and his son and I took a bike ride, and we uh, we rode to Uda Pills because it's only like I don't know five and a half miles from our house. Oh, okay. I'm not going to tell you what direction. You'll never find us. Um, by a bike trail, it's not that far, but we it was our first bike ride of the season, so going on like a 12-mile bike ride almost killed us. But mm-hmm. uh, we rode, we bike rode down there and, and had a beer or two and then came back up, so it was uh, it was fun times. But they, yeah, they've got a lot of good beers. Yeah, I, th- I was really impressed. And fuck you, by the way, there's still snow on the ground here. It's awful. Yeah, I heard you guys got quite a bit. We did. We did. And, wherever uh, you may be yeah, still a shit ton of snow yeah, wherever i am in northern minnesota yes we have uh <laughs> we have no snow here but it's been it's been like you know 30s and low 40s after the three days of 80 and it's like well i would have much rather 50s and 60s after the three days of 80 but at least i guess there's no snow so oh yeah, yeah can't this complain too much i went out to the uh, garage uh maybe 10 o'clock frozen solid, everything. It was freezing cold. I couldn't believe it. Yep. Like the high today was 38 degrees. Something okay, like yeah. that, according to the car, you know, whatever that's yep. worth. And the car never lies. No, never, never. So here's the kicker. Yes, My weekend I was waiting. With I've been waiting for it. This horrible chemical smell and cleaning guns and 
taking care of the things I probably should have taken care of months ago. Uh, <laughs> putting parts on guns that I bought over a year yeah. ago. Uh, straight piping guns. Like yeah, straight piping guns. I put a couple new uh, sights on, you know, some guns and blah, 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 and checked out why my, uh, I have a model 19 or 1894 that's misfiring. So I took a look at that, and, you know, blah, 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 all these things. But yeah. um, Sarah decides she's going to put together a fireplace entertainment center that we found in the back of the barn. Uh, I don't even know what that means. We we found these boxes at the back of our barn. And no, no, I know what the back of the barn is. What's, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's a fireplace entertainment center? It's uh like an entertainment center, like the little wooden thing that you put your TV on, and it's got an electric yeah. fireplace in it. And my oh, parents okay. bought this monstrosity and never opened it up and never put it together. And they shoved it into the back of the barn, and I found it. So okay. I brought it up to the house, which was a trudge. You know, that was horrible. Yeah. So she brings it downstairs. She's just ripping open the boxes. And somebody had put it together partially and ripped it apart. They damaged it beyond repair. Okay. She tried to put it together. So we got missing parts and there's holes in it and all this shit. So I had to run to town yesterday and today to get parts for this entertainment center that is Sarah's project. And should we? I think we should call it the Fire Tainment Center. <laughs> the fire demon center <laughs> so today i wake up at seven in the morning bright and early sarah sleeps in she doesn't get down there till 10 maybe 11 she was so angry about her project that she got mad at me because i wasn't in a bad mood <laughs> <laughs> she literally got angry at me because i wasn't angry about her project going poorly. <laughs> you want to yeah. hear something funny? I mean, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it, and I don't want to rehash the last episode because we already did, did the last episode, so you can go back and listen to it. But everybody I've told about my catalytic converter being stolen has been a lot more angry about the whole thing than I have been. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm not thrilled. I'm not thrilled about the whole thing, but like a lot of people have been like, I'm so angry that that happened. And I'm like, okay, you know, I guess it's kind of like, uh, you know, I can't change what happened, and my catalytic converter was bad anyway, and it kind of runs better now than it did beforehand, and yeah, it sucked to have to, like, fix it and be without a car for a couple of days while I was waiting to fix it and get it fixed, and, you know, but, like, I couldn't, I, you know, like, it happened. It's done. I can't, I, you know, I could, I, I suppose I could choose to be angry about it, but. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm too too lax about it. From your neighborhood for a while, so yeah. Since I think it was on this like real late, real late on the seventh day, uh, God invented the catalytic converter, and then right after that, He invented meth. (laughs) Uh, And that's uh, that's correlation. It's not causation. So I don't know. (laughs) So interesting. Yeah. Home projects are always fun, fun times. Oh, yeah. I, I thought it was hilarious, like I say. I even called her out on it later when she calmed down. I was like, you were angry at me Wise because I man. wasn't angry. <laughs> I waited for her to be in a good mood. I just bought yeah. her new work clothes and new hiking shoes and yep. a lot of stuff. We found a lot of stuff at one of the local retailers that was uh, a very good price. I couldn't say no. And, uh, you know, going and getting dry lube and Sarah finds herself new hiking shoes and Carhartts, but, uh, yep. <laughs> as women do, but, yes. uh, 
I was like, you were so mad that you were mad at me because I wasn't mad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, how dumb. Yep. Well, I mean, it's kind of a... This isn't against against your Sarah at all because she's a sweetheart and everything. But it is interesting that uh, a lot of our discourse in our country has to do with, you know, one side versus the other side for no other reason than the perceived difference between the two sides, which usually isn't that vast. And mm-hmm. a lot of times it's also the the perceived indifference of certain people where it's like, well, you're not upset about your carbon footprint or you're not upset about uh, Brittany Griner not being released from a Russian prison and you're not upset about whatever. And it's like, well, I guess I'd be upset all the time if I chose to be upset about every little thing that that came along. And, right. you know... I think we do a, a fairly decent job, not to break our arms patting ourselves on the back here, but I think we do a fairly decent job of kind of like, on the show anyway, like not being upset about everything, because I don't, I don't want to be a bitch cast or, you know, like a bitching podcast or a complaining podcast or a upset podcast. And I don't think we have been. Uh, if if you think we have been and you want to complain about it, um, that's your, that's your thing. Uh, we won't read it. We won't see it. So... Best of luck, I all guess. Right. Yeah, it's it's all hunky dory. It's all hunky dory. So, like Mike has yeah, said time be, and uh, time again, all we want to do is smoke and drink and chat. So, right, that's the uh, that's the whole point. So, if we don't get any listeners, that's perfectly fine with me. <laughs> yep, I still want the super yacht you promised me, Mike, that we can oh, cruise around yeah. on and podcast from and smoke cigars from and. I want and the eco green super yacht. That's what I really want. So you want the, the you want the yacht with the two hundred uh, oarsmen? Yes, yes. Working for a fair wage, of course, and benefits and a four hundred one k and. Oh yeah, well, fair, oh uh, yeah, healthcare. They got great healthcare. Good dental. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want a states' rights <laughs> yacht? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh that's a great euphemism i love that <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's perfect <laughs> brought to you by amazon <laughs> yes by jeff bezos personally yes oh geez not not a sponsor not a sponsor um uh, did you finish The Mandalorian? Yes. Okay. We should talk about it real quick. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, I've got... have to do a got... whole episode about it. No, I don't. I mean, we've done so many Star Wars episodes this season that anyone who's a listener that's a Star Wars fan is going to be like, what? You're not going to do a full episode on The Mandalorian? And anybody who's not a Star Wars fan is going to be like, thank God they're not doing a full episode on The Mandalorian. So... Yeah, exactly. We're kind of we're kind of um, cutting, cutting down the middle here. Yes. Uh, we finished it. Uh, I thought it was a good final episode. I'm not sure whether or not the season was as strong as the second season. See, that's what I thought. The first two seasons were very strong. But the first two seasons were united by an overwhelming driving force, a driving plot point where uh, Din wanted or needed to or wanted to get Grogu to his own people, whether that be, you know, the Yoda, whatever species it is, uh, people or the Jedi people or what have you, somebody where he belonged. And that was kind of the driving factor. And yes, he took on different jobs throughout uh, until he kind of got to the point where he was like, nope, my sole mission now is to get Grogu to his people. 
Uh, but for a while it was, I've got this little like frog creature thing and I will be bringing him along in my bounty missions. And then like season three, there's not really, there really is kind of felt more like he's been kind of drifting in the wind. And I don't think, I don't know if it's, if it's the writing or if it's just that he's not as purposefully focused as he was in the first two seasons. Uh, it just felt a little uneven. Um, I thought it was an event, and I thought they wasted a lot of time with these side projects, like uh, the doctor and the lady off of Moff Gideon's ship never paid off, really. Uh, Yeah, it didn't pay off. Didn't pay off in this season. I think it'll pay off later because Dave Filoni has one of the three Star Wars movies announced, and I've heard it's going to be a epic finale, even though Mandalorian is going to continue as long as people like it. Uh, kind of like the John Wick franchise, right? John Favreau said he'll keep doing it as long as he enjoys it and people enjoy it. Uh, but it's going to tie up the Skeleton Crew, the Bad Batch, uh, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka. Uh, it's going to tie all these things up into an epic conclusion uh, for most of the storylines. And and of course, like Mandalorian will continue on after the, after the fact. But so we're we're going to be seeing all of these people together in live action in in movie form. So I know they're building towards that. And that's probably why this one kind of felt a little uneven. And I, and I do kind of want to talk uh, or blame, even though I enjoyed it mostly, I want to kind of blame Book of Boba Fett because like you and, you and I said, and even um, with our guest Simha, we were talking about how Book of Boba Fett was kind of like Mandalorian 2.5, season 2.5, because there were like two full episodes devoted to uh, Din and Grogu. Yeah. And that could easily been in the Mandalorian season. That three. should have been episode one and two of season three, and you could have a ten episode, or you know, still make it an eight episode and cut a lot of the stuff. But I think they're trying to do the long setup of this woman who brain fucked the Doctor in the Mandalorian, and I thought it was going to pay off in the last two episodes of this season, but it really didn't because it was just Moff Gideon, and she wasn't really anywhere to be found. And but they did set up this big council thing. And so that was fine and kind of vaguely interesting. But then, and I love Jack Black, and I don't understand why they gave Lizzo so many lines. I mean, I understand why, right? Like, I get it. Like, I'm not an idiot. I know why they gave Lizzo so many lines. But they should have given, I don't know, an actual actor, Jack Black, or, heaven forbid, uh, Christopher Lloyd, more lines. You know what I mean? You have two Uh, actors. Let's put it this way. I thought that after the first scene, she had too many lines. And by the end of the episode, Sarah went from defending it to being like, why was she even in this? Why wasn't it somebody else? Well, we all else? know why. She talked we all know why. Much. No, I don't know why, because I didn't even know who the fuck she was before I watched the episode. No idea. Never heard of her. Ever. It doesn't. No, listen, you don't have to have heard of her. Look at what Kathleen Kennedy has been doing with the sequel trilogy. The Force mm-hmm. is female. Now look at Lizzo. Done. Done and done. It doesn't matter if she is or isn't a musician. The fact is she's not an actress. She's not an actor. They, you know, so they could have got the precious very... actress. They could have got uh, Missy Elliott. You know, they could have got Queen Latifah. I can name how many fat black women in Hollywood are there that are decent actresses? Oprah. Oh, right? exactly. There's people that could have done this. That's what I'm saying. Like she's, she's, not a, she's not an actress. She was so wooden right. and stiff in her delivery. That it, it was, it was, it jarred me out of the whole thing. And here you have like Jack Black. And so, what is everybody expecting? Fucking Jack Black, like quirky Jack Black. You got Christopher Lloyd, and he does some quirky roles. 
And uh, and then you've got the most wooden person ever reading all the lines, like directly off of like the teleprompter. It was like watching uh, the community theater version of A Christmas Carol. And the kid yeah. is the director's or uh, Tiny Tim is the director's kid. And that's why they're. Tiny yeah, yeah, Tim. yeah. And then Tiny Tim is like awkward, you know. I feel like they could have gotten George Bush and he would have given a more believable performance uh, from the teleprompter. Uh, uh, what's her name? Kamala Harris. She could have got yeah. Kamala why not? Harris. Why not? Uh, and the scene then the scene that was so forced that really took me out of it was she was uh, Lizzo was like, I want to hold, you know, uh, Grogu. And Din is like, no, 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 he doesn't want to be held. And then she's like, well, here's a snack. And uh, and it's like, OK, so maybe she probably stipulated, like, I'll only come and, like, be a terrible actress uh, if I can hold a baby Grogu, you know, mm-hmm. like it felt like complete, like contract fulfillment service that it wasn't even it wasn't even a scene worth filming. You know what I mean? Like, I guess kudos for her to being able to hold Grogu and, you know, be part of the Star Wars universe, yada, yada. But I didn't that that whole thing, and then it's like, and and every episode kind of felt different. Like that one felt like CSI Star Wars. Like what? He's investigating the robots. Like what the fuck? That was a good episode, though. Other than Lizzo, it was good. The robots were uh, stimulating, especially because uh, like Sarah was shocked that they had personalities and desires, but she yeah, hasn't. Yeah, I liked. I mean, uh, well, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say like I liked. I like the interactions with the robots and the robots being able to uh, fill their storyline out a bit, you know, like they're not just mindless drones, but I don't like, why would you, there was not really a reason to get like Dan and Bo-Katan there to do like investigating really. I thought it was a throwback like, it just, to the it first felt... season in a lot of ways because uh, maybe. it goes back to like bounty hunter-ish style, like we're on an adventure to get, you know what I mean? Like we have to do this bullshit to get to this bullshit. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I guess where they had the doctor and the lady from Moff Gideon's ship was interesting, but it didn't go anywhere. And it took a part. Yeah, it was away interesting. I wanted to watch. I know. Cause they had these phenomenal dogfight scenes and then they were like, here's a, here's a drama. And you're like, man, you just teased me with this dogfight. With mm-hmm. Pokatan and Din's new ship and all these like tie interceptors and tie bombers and all this stuff. And now I'm watching a drama. Like, I want more dogfight. I want more aerial battles. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess like it was fine. Um, I didn't really get, uh, I didn't get the motivation though. Like, that's where I struggled with the, uh, the robot one is they were kind of like, well, we're the only like uh, free planet left, kind of, I guess. We don't really have an alliance, and we'll totally like support the Mandalorians if you do this for us. And it was kind of like it felt like they were kind of like trying to spread too little butter on too much toast. Like it just right. it didn't. There wasn't enough. There wasn't enough there to really get me to like. I enjoyed the episode, right? I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. I just if you're gonna if, looking back on it and and watching it, I just kind of felt like it it was there was just a couple things keeping it from being like a really great episode and Lizzo being one of them. I mean, kind of uh, like the plot Lizzo motivations. Was the biggest, uh, yeah, that was the weakest link on that one. I yeah, I couldn't get over. And then it. and then secondly, like, oh, we're gonna vouch for you, Mandalorians. I don't, you know, I don't know. They didn't, they didn't. But if they would have done more work setting up the Mandalorians needing Jack Black's and Lizzo's like vouch. 
um, then it would have paid off better, but they wasted a whole episode on the doctor thing. So if they would have set up more like, hey, if we can get like 13 votes on the council, then we can have our planet back or something. Like if they would have set up some kind of like reason why they needed anybody ever to vouch for them. Yeah, they're Mandalorians. They don't need anybody, you wouldn't think. Uh, yeah. Especially to take back Mandalore. You know what I yeah, mean? which they ended up doing anyway. Um, I thought for sure uh, Grogu was going to commit some war crimes when he was in that room with the uh, the Imperial Guards or the Royal Guards or whatever they were. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought for sure because like he didn't have enough time with Luke to know that like force crushing a human was dark side shit. So I just thought like Din was going to open the door and there'd be like splattered guards everywhere. And then everybody like, well, I don't know. Did he? Yeah. Did uh, did Grogu just commit a war crime? I don't know. Uh, I'm not a Jedi, I was so to I find can't. These uh... guys ripped in half or something. There's a robot body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like rip yeah. his arm off. Yeah. But like, and Luke could have given Grogu Yoda's lightsaber for fuck's sake. Like, who cares? Like, it's too small for Luke to use. What? He, who's, what? Nobody's going to use that. Give it to Grogu. Come on. Next season. You know, there's always a next season. There is. Yeah. I did. I, I agree with you. I felt like it was very, very uneven, uh, whereas I enjoyed most of the episodes, right? But it, it lacked the cohesiveness of season one and two, for sure. Oh, for sure. I also thought, and this is, uh, I don't, I, it's not a criticism, but understanding what's going on is really dependent on watching previous shows again. They're, yeah, they're yeah, creating yeah. A, a Marvel-type universe, because I had to pause a couple of the episodes Sarah asked questions about why this and that. She didn't understand a lot of the connective tissue because she yeah. hasn't seen the Clone Wars yet. And we're on season two of the Clone Wars now, so we're going to watch Okay, yeah, it. yeah. But a lot of the connective tissue is based on that show. Um, yeah, and, and I love seeing Zeb. It. Oh, yeah, it was great. That was great. Um, and then Bad Batch, they do two episodes on Hera, which is phenomenal. Yep. So yep. I haven't I'm seen excited. the season of Bad Batch. Because I think so. they're going to tie it all. I think he's going. I think in his movie, man, I think it's going to be the the conclusion to Rebels we always wanted, and tied into everything else. And that'd be really cool. That's that's my guess. I'm guessing in the movie Ezra's going to be back. That'd be great. But are they going to allow Ray to be not the center? No, because no, because because Ray has her own movie, and I think oh. uh, Dave. I think uh, I think Dave Filoni and Jean Favreau have been trying as hard as they can to stay outside of Kathleen Kennedy's sphere of influence in their shows. Got it. Yep. Because they're, they're working the they're working in the cracks is what they're doing. Sure. Right? Cuz Mandalorian had Luke Skywalker, right? And Book of Boba Fett had Luke Skywalker. Um and that's a OG, you know, IP character. But right. he was in there so little that it it his role in the shows didn't confirm or deny the sequel trilogy. And that's the big kicker, right? Yeah, yeah, they can't. Interfere. Because if you can, if you can have, if you can have Luke be benign in yours, your fans can then pretend the sequels didn't happen, and Kathleen Kennedy can pretend that you're still being faithful to the sequels. Right. That's an interesting theory. I like it though. And then, of, and then, of course, like Ahsoka was created by Dave Filoni, so he can do whatever he wants with Ahsoka. Right, and that makes sense too because she is not a mainline movie character so no and she's in the cracks and she only exists in the clone wars right she doesn't exist in any of the mainstream movies so that's you know that's a crack character like a gap character whatever you call it you know not a not mainline but woven in the fabric 
but at a lower level. Yeah, she's not she's uh not to be noticed by the majority of Star Wars fans, you know, who are yes. only watching the movies. I am so excited because I heard the Ahsoka series is Ahsoka hunting down Thrawn, and that is going to be badass. Should be. Should. And they set it up in the finale of season three Mandalorian because Moff Gideon was going, where's Thrawn? You've promised us Thrawn. Where is Thrawn? Well, we're going to find out in Ahsoka. And that could also be a negative because now to understand Mandalorian season four, you're going to have to fucking watch Ahsoka. You know what I mean? So maybe Ahsoka is going to be 3.5 Mandalorian. I don't know. Who knows? It very well could be, which would be not very good. Uh, I know Sarah was really sour about Boba Fett, but she was also pretty excited to see Boba Fett in uh, Clone Wars. So, Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think if you see everything, it's going to be fine. Uh, but I agree with you that I don't, and we've talked about this, I don't like the 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 modern, the current Marvel stuff where you have to see the 15 other movies to understand what's going on. Oh, it's It's trash. And the constant reminders in the movie that you're watching about the other 15 movies, even if you have seen them. Like, I don't want to think about the other movies. I want to watch this one movie. Right. Yeah, I, I went over to my buddy's place today, and uh, Sarah was looking at some furniture, potentially, to uh, refurbish. And mm-hmm. uh, his son pulled out a toy. And I was like, oh, that's Thanos' hand. He's like, no, it's not. It's Iron Man's hand. And I'm like, it's got all these stones on it. I thought those stupid stones were part of Thanos' thing. <laughs> He's like, no, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, I didn't know any of this extra Iron Man, Thanos, Magic Stone stuff. I haven't watched enough of the movies, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I thought Iron Man, that's how he died in uh, Endgame or whatever. I guess or so. End horror. <laughs> because he took the Infinity, the he took... He took the Infinity Gauntlet from Thanos and like, but like, so Infinity War and Endgame are fine to watch. You don't have, and the good thing is you don't necessarily have to watch all the other movies up to that point, but every movie since those two movies, you have to watch everything else because then they reference those two movies and then they reference all the movies that happen after those two movies. And, and it's all like, well, now I just have to watch everything, I guess, but I won't because I don't want to. And superhero movies have never been my favorite anyway. Maybe that's why I don't like Marvel, because I haven't watched those two movies. <laughs> I'm sure that's it. That's the only reason that you don't like Marvel, I guess. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm... I think, well, we talked about it. Uh, it gets so laborious, I think, as a writer, because now, mm-hmm. now any Marvel movie has to somehow reference those or tie into all these other things, because everything's so interconnected that if you don't, it doesn't make sense if you have seen everything, but then if you haven't seen everything, it also doesn't make sense because... It's kind of a lose-lose, like you're putting your writers in a lose-lose situation by having this giant, interconnected, multiverse thing. Yes. Well, it's like, And the same could be Ant true Man. for the Star Wars. It it's slowly is becoming true. Um, slowly. I like that they bring characters in that are, you know, backdrop characters, but if you make it too much of the story, then people will get lost, you know? Like, they don't quite get yeah, it. Yeah, and I think how they did Zeb in Mandalorian... He had like one or two lines of dialogue just in the background. And if you had never seen Rebels, you would just think, hey, okay, cool, background character, whatever, move along. But I was right. like, holy shit, is that Zeb? And Sarah's like, oh, I think that's Zeb. And then, of course, we had to look it up, and it was he was billed as Zeb, and it's the same voice actor who did Zeb. And we're like, holy shit. Uh, but it was like, what, I don't know, five, ten seconds, and that was it. Right. Like, that's the right way to do it, to do fan service, because you don't have to know Zeb's whole backstory 
to get that episode of Mandalorian. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's the right way to do it. Well, when they brought back Cad Bane, that was perfect. Oh, that was badass. Yeah, you didn't you didn't need to know who that was to understand what was no. going on in the episode. He, and they explained he's a he's a badass bounty hunter, and then that's all you need to know. Right. You don't need to know that much more, but it is cool. No. Yeah. But when they were doing like a lot of the stuff with Bo-Katan and shit like that in Mandalorian, having watched the Clone yeah. Wars, it made a lot more sense to me. <laughs> Why all this yeah. Mandalorian like getting into Mandalorian politics in the show. Yeah. It's like not having background in that probably makes it a little confusing. It, it confused Sarah at least. So yeah, I mean, and they could have. Done, I guess they could have done a little like recap portion, which you know, for even for me, it would have been fine because it's been a little bit since I've watched Clone Wars and and even Rebels. Now it's been you know a year or two years, right. but they didn't really recap much of anything other than you know if you're really paying attention. Like, well, you had the Darksaber, and then you lost the Darksaber, so you're no longer the leader of Mandalore, but now you have the Darksaber on, like, a technicality, so now I guess you are the leader of Mandalore, but then Moff Gideon crunched the Darksaber, so is she or is she not still now the leader of Mandalorian or not, or I don't, you know, like, who knows? I don't know. And I don't know how I feel about that. Like, how many other lightsabers have been crushed or snapped in half? Is that even a thing? Uh, I don't recall, but... I don't recall. Maybe it has happened. I don't know. I mean, I know Darth Maul's could split in two to be two or to be the the one double-bladed. But other than that, I don't know how many lightsabers have actually been. Because, like, there's, like, Ray is still using Luke's or Anakin's, like, original, like, lightsaber that killed all right. those kids. You know? So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh... But then is the, but then is the darksaber, like, a true lightsaber? I don't, I... And that's where it's like it would have been nice for them to have kind of like done a little thing on the importance of the Darksaber because I know they did that in Clone Wars, but I can't quite remember all the specifics on the ultimate importance of the Darksaber. Yeah, I, either do I. We haven't got there yet in the rewatch, so. Yeah. Uh, but it so, I mean, it nice. doesn't hurt to do a little recap, especially if you're going to be tying all this stuff together in a, in a motion picture later, so. Right. They made some references to Death Watch, and I like that. I didn't think it was overly. Yeah, yeah. You could easily no, go not over the top of it and not, like, you didn't really have to understand. Well, you don't have to know anything other than it's a different faction. Like, they kind of briefly touch on uh, Din Djarin as part of a religious cult, mm-hmm. you know, and the, and Mandalore split into all these different factions. So Death Watch was one of the factions. You don't necessarily need to know more than that. No, no, you don't. Sarah was a little confused about that, too. Because uh, she's like, I thought that Mandalorians had to wear their helmets. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, they're cult people. That's like saying Catholics have to abuse children. They don't have to. That's, That's a cult. <laughs> All of our Catholic listeners are going to get angry. Well, they should be <laughs> angry because their, their, uh, their priests have been abusing kids. And you need to call that out. And I don't care if uh, Catholicism is not a mandatory reporting entity. Uh, that doesn't mean you as a citizen aren't. Right. Like Jordan we're not blaming you the for way. their for their for their failings. We're just saying if you see their failings, let's call it out. Let's bring these people to justice. Right. I haven't talked to a serious Catholic in a long time. Uh, I know I they're still serious there, Catholics were uh, fantastical beasts or something. <laughs> in this region, they are. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of uh, true believers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of Forgive me, Father. Church, it's but... been 37 years since my last confession. <laughs> do um do the Catholics in our area go to confession? I mean, I suppose. 
Yeah, they do. Of course. Of course. But they're not like, uh, you know, most of the Catholics that I know and talk to don't believe that the Pope is infallible. Yeah, uh, that's good then. That's probably good. Yeah, which is Catholic dogma. They they definitely are supposed to believe that. Okay. You know? Most of the Catholics I know don't believe in uh, transubstantiation either, which is like, that's a big no-no. You're supposed to believe in transubstantiation. Uh, and for those, those of us that aren't Catholic, what's transubstantiation? That is that during the Eucharist, uh, when you take the the bread oh, and the it's wine, the literal, the, the literal, the literal body and blood of Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you when you take your communion or whatever. Yeah, yeah I think I had a good debate about that maybe in college or shortly after college about how that wasn't cannibalism. Like I right. was arguing that it would that it would be cannibalism. Like if you legitimately believe you're eating somebody's body, like is that not cannibalism? Right. I but that I also believe. The... Oh, go on. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, and this is going to be another thing. Uh, people are going to be flipping their tables or uh, careening their cars off the road when I say this next thing. So if you're driving and you're going to be easily upset by the next profound thing Nate is going to say, please pull over. Uh, put your hazards on, your flashers, whatever you call them in your region, and uh, I'll give you just a couple more seconds here. I also believe the women that drink or eat or somehow consume their own placenta, I believe that's also cannibalism. <laughs> I don't know anybody who's done that. That's pretty weird. It's fucking gross, and it's cannibalistic. Uh, people claim that there's health benefits, and I'm I'm gonna be firmly on the it's it's cannibalism, and I don't want to hear about it. If you if you grind it up in capsule form, you grind it up in a smoothie, like get that away from me. I don't want any part of that. Uh, please don't t- talk to me about that. I am gagging now. You do what you want to do in your life. I don't want to hear about it. If you le- legitimately believe you're eating a uh, thousands years old body or blood or whatever, that's fucked up. Like that's fucked up in the head, and that hey. should probably not continue. It's uh. But you do what you want to do. It's been going I'm, on I'm a happy long time for you. because uh, the uh, Roman authorities attacked the early Christians with, by saying that they were cannibals, uh, and they weren't and that's wrong. Why. Yeah, that's why. Uh, they also said they were atheists. Uh, interestingly enough, because atheists have always been the naughty ones, you know, so. Can confirm, as an atheist, I mean, I can, I can confirm that we're naughty. Right, every religious group hates the atheists, seemingly. And why not? Well, they're easy to hate. Yeah, we, did, we just don't understand. We don't understand anything. My favorite argument is when, uh, like, the evangelicals like this one, that atheists know the truth, they just deny it. <laughs> <laughs> They know there's a God. They just deny it. <laughs> I've always yes. enjoyed that one. So ridiculous. But. You could win so many like debate clubs. Like if that was a legitimate form of debate. Like, well, the opposing side knows we're right. They're just denying it. That's. I mean, that's that's debate. They're supposed to deny it. So stupid. they're supposed to have a differing opinion than you. I'm coming very close to the end on mine. I'm starting to get. I am burning eat. my fingers. On this, I've got maybe like three quarters of an inch left. Uh, This one doesn't. This one doesn't taste as peppery. I don't think at the end, at the finish. I'm getting pepper, but not as much. Not as much. Not as much. It's It's a little more mellow. Yeah, this one was uh, darker and uh, more full-bodied throughout uh, than the last one. Yeah, than the uh, vintage, but very good. I like this one. What one would you say you enjoyed more? 
I don't want to sound lame, but I think I enjoyed them both equally, but they were two different types of cigars. Yes. Right? The they're, vintage they're was both very lighter good and creamier, and this one's a little bit darker and has a more bite to it. Yeah. Yeah, I like them both. I, I guess I can't really pick which one is, is my favorite. I liked the, the finish of the vintage 2001 more than I like the finish of this one, but I feel just my, my taste preferences enjoyed the rest of this one slightly more than the vintage 2001, but only by a small, tiny fraction. Sure. Yeah, this one was just, uh, it was different. So if you like that more of that bite, and the uh, the darker flavor, then this is to be the the ticket. But yeah, I liked them both. Both very good, very good. And you were saying you've uh, the Gurkhas have been a little hit or miss for you. Yeah, yep, I think so. Yeah, so I've had uh, oh I don't know ten fifteen different Gurkhas. I know uh, I know I've had at least twelve minimum, but okay. I've had a few different sticks. And there's been some real good ones and some real bad ones. Um, okay, so and some black. A lot of them are bleh, kind of like the beauty. Yeah, I didn't think it yeah. was bad. It just wasn't like something I want again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think like a lot of the sticks that were like, eh, is not if if we're not saying it's like straight out bad, like it's not it's not bad. It's just for the for the price range, you could get something that has a little bit more flavor, a little bit more complexity, or, or what have you. You know, it's it's not that we would ever we we wouldn't turn down those ones necessarily. Occult blood if they're, red moon, if they're I mad, I would turn that one down all day long. Turn it down. I would turn. I would down. turn that. I would. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I, I would turn down the cult blood red moon like I would turn down a placenta smoothie. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Get that thing away from me! I would turn down a uh, a quorum. I don't think we've had that on the show yet, but no, we haven't. I would turn that down. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're, we're going to have one, I'm sure, on the show, but it was not. Okay, I, I'm so excited for that. Can't <laughs> we wait. We had one last time you were here, didn't we smoke one? I thought we oh, we did a tequila, though. We did, and we kept that, putting more that and was, more tequila on it. Yeah. yeah, okay, so I think that was the one we tried. I, I You asked me, uh, when I was there, we did one episode in person, and then we just smoke and drink. I think with the quorum, you said, do you want to try this as a tequila? And I said, I've never had one, so let's try it normal. And I took like one or two puffs, and I said, give me the tequila. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> and I kept on putting tequila on it because it was just not enough. Yeah, we kept uh, we kept basting it or uh, brushing it. Yeah, I'm still smoking this one. Now I have a little over a half an inch. I mean, it's like coming to the end of its life, but it's good. Yeah, I would mine was burning it. my fingers, and I, and I put it out. So I think the... Uh, overwhelming thing of these two Gurkhas, the Vintage 2001 and the Centurion, is uh, Mike and I both smoked this till it was legitimately burning our fingers. So both very, very good. Yes, do recommend. And if you haven't watched it, watch the uh, Mandalorian. It was uh, yeah. not as good as one and two, but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's uneven. It's not as cohesive of a story. Each episode is good, I think. There wasn't really an episode that I disliked. Uh, there were some that I liked less than other episodes, for sure, but they were still good episodes. It just it, they weren't as cohesive as season one and two. So, right, you know, if you're prepared for that, it's fine. It's all good. Um, I still have faith in you know John Favreau and Dave Filoni, and it's all going to tie together somehow, some way. 
Um, they've been very good stewards of the franchise uh, from what I've seen that they've done. So yes, so yeah, recommend right, recommendations all around, guys. Yeah, I hope everybody uh, has a good week. Yep, clean your guns, clean your electronics, uh, clean everything you can. Uh, summer's coming, baby. Catch us next week for probably another Gurkha. I don't know. What do you think, Mike? Uh, yeah, I think we have two more on deck, so we could do Gurkhas okay. next, or we could switch it up. Yeah, let's finish out the Gurkha run, and then we'll, uh, we'll move on to something else. Perfect. Be safe, have fun. Catch you next week. Yeah.